Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey everybody, welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Leanne Whippen, and today we're talking with Sonny Moody from Mood Swings Barbecue, current uh, reigning champ of a bunch of stuff. So I'm just going to leave it at that. She's mm-hmm. she's got a, a in a short amount of time she's gotten quite a quite a history in competition, and that's a good thing. So Sunny, as I promised you. We're bringing back the lightning round in the after hours. We used to do it right in the middle of the show, but um, we we decided that we would do it. I decided that we would do it in after hours. How's that? Okay. Okay. So if you were declared supreme ruler of barbecue for one week, what would you as supreme ruler decree? That everybody had to cook everything on a grill or smoker. You couldn't use any other cooking source. Uh, works okay mm-hmm. um on a scale of one to ten how much barbecue do you eat on a regular basis uh competition barbecue only when i have to taste it um i grill just about every day i would say six days out of the week how what's the difference between what you turn in at kcbs or sca or one of those versus what you put on the plate at home for your family <laughs> a lot of junk i am trying to get the judges um the most flavor in one bite and so i'm going to load it with everything that i can to make it pop in their mouth and if i did that in the backyard and fed it to my friends or family they would not eat more than five bites Isn't that something, though? It's so true. I I mean, I honestly would not sit there and cook competition barbecue for myself. No, never. I don't like heavy sauce. I don't even like sauce. So I'm the same way. I agree with you 100%. I applaud you ladies saying that. I really do, because I can't tell you how many people I've interviewed on this show that say, oh, I do the same thing at home. Mm. And I'm thinking, well, either you've got just a barbecue competition centric circle of friends that would probably do that, you know, or you just like to overwhelm people and make them fall out of the lawn chair and gasp, yeah. gasp for a beer or water or something. I mean, um, I, I I'm always amazed when people say that. I don't do anything different when I'm cooking at home. And I thought to myself, I was like, Okay, well, you certainly can do that, but why? This would actually blow your mind. So going into World Food Championships, um, the opening round was an SCA New York strip steak. Typically, we cook ribeyes, but we were thrown in New York strip steaks. So cook the New York strip steak, just competition style, meat in a box, 
and I was able to take first. Now we marinate this, we tie it, we make it all fancy and pretty and add the foo-foo to it. And we season the galore out of it. Um, and I was able to take first going into final rounds, we were given filet mignon, but it was not SCA rules. We were actually, um, giving it to judges based on eat, which, um, it's, it's, celebrity judges. So obviously they weren't trained in SCA style or competition background. So my mind completely switches and goes, okay, I am going to cook more of like a chefy style or a backyard style to please them than I would a competition style. So when I took first place in that, it blows people's mind when they say, what did you put on your filet mignon? I use salt and pepper. That was it. I didn't use all these other seasonings and stuff. Yeah, I made a creme, you know, a creme reduction with black garlic and mushrooms and stuff, but I seasoned it with salt and pepper. And that's all you need because I wanted the beefy flavor to be there and I wanted it to taste like a steak. That's smart. Very smart. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I can tell you about that is very smart because I, I'm very particular, uh, not by looking at me, could you tell that it looks like I eat anything? But if you go to a restaurant, I'm very particular about I, I rarely order a steak at a restaurant, rarely, because right. I'm always disappointed. Yeah, um, I, I order something else, um, usually seafood if they have it or pasta or something like that, but rarely that. And the reason is uh, if they're really touting their 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 steaks. They're usually over seasoned or they're just a crappy grade of steak. Yeah. And and so I just mm -hmm. don't I don't do that very much. And uh, it's refreshing to hear you and Leanne talk about that because I'm in the same boat. Salt and pepper. Uh, my own steak. The one thing I do do before I finish it, I'll put a little bit of Worcestershire sauce on it. What does your sauce? And um, that's just for me. That's something I like to do just because I like the taste of it. But I, I, I more importantly want to want to uh, taste the beef. OK, do you remember the first thing? Well, you talked about this in the show. The first thing you ever grilled or smoked uh, when you said you had the, the chimney fire, so to speak, in your Traeger. It was some kind of beef, but I don't remember what he had me cook. I just probably because it was fire. all black and burnt by the time. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if we put your skills to music, what music would it be? Oh, um, outnumbered. That's my favorite song. Outnumbered. Nope. Okay. Every every competition I go into, I have to listen to that song because I never feel like I'm the best one out there. I am trying to improve myself every time I'm out there. Okay. Um, the worst concert you ever attended. Oh, I haven't been to very many. Oh, that's um, all right. <laughs> um, that's a hard question. I that is a hard question. I wouldn't say like I had any of the celebrities that were really bad, but I would say there's been a couple down on Broadway, just, you know, the little music. music yeah. Group. Um, there's been a couple people, I don't know their names, but some of you were like, whoa, not sure why they had them come in. <laughs> pretty squeaky. <laughs> um, where's the worst place you ever had to cook? In the snow. <laughs> Actually, in, that's the snow, in the snow in Arizona. That's, that's amazing. Um, 
that's one of my questions. Do you ever, did you ever have to cook in the snow in your underwear? That's what. <laughs> well, typically I always have underwear on. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, what's the biggest mistake you think you've ever made at a competition? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Leaving the string on my steak so that I got DQ'd. Mm-hmm. Yep. You'll never do it again. You'll never do it again <laughs> and knock on wood. Hopefully nothing happens in a KCBS competition. I mean, we've been through a lot of those and nothing ever happened. But. I had one DQ in KCBS. God, it was a long time ago, but I didn't cut through my ribs all the way. And I only had six in the <gasps> box. So it was only five. And that was the only DQ that I ever got. And I will never, ever never do, do that, that again. again. Never. <laughs> yeah. Never. Yeah. <laughs> What's the dumbest thing you've ever seen done with a grill or a smoker? Uh, possibly cooking with bad smoke when they think that that's what it's supposed to be. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Yeah. Um, lighter fluid, lighter fluid. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I had a steak served to me one time that was kind of on what you just swore it was marinated in lighter fluid. And it was like, uh, biggest change that you think should be made in competition barbecue. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily have one. I've got two. Okay. okay. Fire away, Leanne. I don't think that you should be allowed to use gurus or anything like that to control your temperature. That's oh, one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. number two, I think you should have to turn in white meat as well as dark meat. It, the, the Jack, you do that, but in KCBS, I feel like you should have to do light and dark meat to really challenge yeah, the skills. competitor, their skills. Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Um, what's the best barbecue book you've read? If you've actually read any of them, I have, I actually really like Franklin's barbecue book. There you go. Um, That's how I learned to master brisket. There you go. Really? I, ha I don't have that book. That I did that and I did his master class. And I mean, we've done the Texas tour multiple times. So we actually met him in person. And, you know, he was really nice to talk with us for a while and show us his pits. And yeah, so my, my brisket style is actually based on Franklin's. Cool. Uh, favorite movie? Oh, uh, it's actually a really old one. Wild hearts can't be broken. It's hmm. about a diving horse and it's a lady that dives horses. They used oh to yeah. Big yeah. gray, big gray horse. She, yeah. And then she went blind and then she overcome her challenge and started diving horses blind. Huh? There you go. Um, I know I've been blind a few times, but that was usually at four in the morning coming home. So, <laughs> you know, that uh, Captain and Tennille or the Almond Brothers? Oh, um, probably neither, but Almond Brothers. OK, Ford or Chevy? Ford, Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to ask you that one. Um, do you have favorite barbecue judges? I know it's all blind sampling and stuff, but do you, you're a smart cookie and you must know if, if you go to 
a dozen competitions a year and there's three or four judges that are working those same competitions each time or three out of four times or whatever, they must like your stuff. Yeah. Or you learn kind of which judges score better. Um, Jeff and I are actually both certified judges. So we're in the tent sometimes as well um, on KCBS or SCA. And so you get to learn people and how they judge and, you know, what they talk about afterwards in the tent. And so you learn which ones judge higher or continually, you know, placate towards the cooks and are giving them the benefit of the doubt. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if certain judges are going to be at competitions, the scores are ultimately going to be higher. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, finished or grass-fed beef? Oh, grass-fed. It's got a different flavor, but yeah, grass-fed. What's the hardest thing about owning your own business? I mean, you're a fitness trainer and dietitian, coach and all that stuff. What's the hardest part of that for you? Um, I would say time management. Like I I have to keep myself on track or otherwise things I can set things by the wayside. So, yeah. Cool. 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 Um, Sometimes I take on a little too much. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. It pushes you. It definitely does. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say is your su- success ratio when you're creating a new dish? I mean, um, do you have, we all have failures when we do that. I get that stuff. Some yeah. stuff we think sounds really good, but you know, it, I it doesn't work out. I would say when I started out, um, it was pretty much failure. Um, but now uh, a lot actually going into world foods, I would say that my, my skills have improved a lot because I'll try things at home now that I'm a recipe developer and I will, um, try things at home. And most of the time they come out, I would say maybe one out of 10 doesn't the first time, but I've learned to how to combine foods and ingredients and spices and woods and all the different aspects that go into it to create a flavorful dish. I mean, even going into worlds, lots of people had, they knew what they were going to cook for their final dish. I had an idea, but I hadn't practiced it at home or anything. And I think that kind of drove my husband bonkers because he was my Mm -hmm. sous chef and he didn't know what we were going to be making. Um, And I changed it last minute. I told him one thing and then I was like, nope, we're switching it. We're going with this. And he goes, okay. (laughs) So I just, yeah, I can do that now. I don't, I don't know why it works out, but it does. Uh, last couple questions here, Sonny. If you could cook and then dine with a historical figure, who would it be and what would the menu be? Oh, that's a good question. I don't think I've ever thought of that one before. That's uh, my job. That's my job. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Um. I don't know. Yeah, I would say whoever I chose, I would actually want the menu to be from their time period. And I'm thinking like old, like Abraham Lincoln or, you know, farther back. I would love to see how their dishes, like how they flavored their dishes or if they were bland compared to what we have now or you know, if they were just very basic or if they went overboard, I think that would be really cool to see the time period dish. There you go. 
Um, last question from me. Uh, have you smoked a penguin yet? Um, no. Or an armadillo? No. No. <laughs> Let what me know. Is the weir- what is the weirdest thing, in your opinion, that you've cooked? Um, probably alligator. Yeah. Which, yeah. That's really not pretty weird, but um, chicken livers, that's really not weird, but you know, not a lot of people, a lot of do people don't liver. smoke them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you wrap bacon around them, the chicken no. livers? No, no, I only did them once and I'll probably never do them again. They were gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had a, my, one of my roommates in college would never eat liver. He said, it just tastes like dirt. <laughs> that's the only thing he yeah. would ever say. They just yeah. taste like dirt. Well, and they're gritty and yeah, no. Yeah, they kind of nope. do. Yeah, they kind of do that. Um, it's been a real pleasure to meet you and to talk to you. Thank you. And I hope you and Leanne can terrorize the East Coast together at some point. <laughs> yeah, uh, that'd be fun. Well, I'm out here fun. slaving away, but uh, <laughs> it, it's been fun, Sonny. And uh, um, wish you the best of luck and great Thank success you. going down the road. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You're and welcome. Your, your energy is to me. It, admired and your hard work and managing four kids. I don't know how you do it. I have two and I used to take them with me and it was tough with two. So you got twice as many. (laughs) Um, So anyway, um, yeah, we definitely need to catch up with you down the road, see how you're doing. And um, I look forward to that and I wish you continued success and I hope to see you on the barbecue trail soon. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Folks. um that's going to wrap it up for us this week here on barbecue nation after hours. I'd like to thank Sonny Moody. And of course my co-pilot on this whole adventure, Leanne Whippen, uh, Leanne will be back. Uh, Sonny's going to be out there in the world, uh, killing chickens or something, but, uh, <laughs> but we'll be back again. So everybody behave yourself and be kind. Take care. <laughs>